Hey everybody and welcome to episode 100. 100. Can you believe this? I'm your host Craig Euler alongside Brian Beat Cav Kavanaugh. How are you buddy? Good, good buddy. How you doing? Oh, not too bad. You know, one thing I was thinking, uh, I was trying to figure out what we we're going to do for this 100th episode, but uh, while I was doing that, you know what I was actually doing? I was what? out in the deer woods hunting. I wasn't even thinking about fishing. I was chasing the deer. It's uh, actually been a pretty epic deer season for me. I got a, a good whitetail and a good mule deer, um, and I still have two more buck tags left to fill, so I, I don't know what I'm going to do or if I'm going to make it out, but, you know, it's weird because it's that transition time. Are we ice fishing? Are we still in the boat or are we chasing deer you know it just it's tough to know what to do um you what have you been doing you know i've had a really good fall this year with the pheasant hunt and i i went out opening weekend and uh, went back to the smith hometown did a little hunting with the family cousins good friends had a blast with my pops and then uh a good buddy of ours uh, jay Steele. he's got some hunting grounds in the middle of the state and i uh, went out with him a couple times phenomenal bird hunt just had a blast uh, tons of birds good times the weather's been phenomenal i uh you know what i've i've had a great fall and i'm i'm knocking on the door for ice i'm ready when it comes yeah you know that's just it it's uh it, we talk about that transition time uh not knowing what to do but truly i think we're all waiting for that ice to to form and just get out on the hard water and and ride it out for the next four or five months so with any luck, it's going to happen soon. I'm anxious. Uh, you know, like I said, I got two more buck tags, but I'm really not too concerned about those. One's an archery and one's a leftover tag I got in a unit I'm not familiar with. So I, I really don't care if as soon as ice is here, I'm putting the guns and archery away and I'm, I'm nothing but fishing from there on out. So word on the street uh, there, Craig, is you make a pretty, uh, pretty mean, uh, uh, stick, sausage stick. What, what, what's up with that? Well, I don't know if it's pretty mean yet, but uh, we, we've been experimenting making snack sticks out of all the deer because my wife won't eat deer steak, so we grind everything, and, and we're actually we're getting better. Me, Chris, and uh, my brother-in-law, Brent, we've been been riding it out in the garage, doing a lot of experimenting, and uh, I'm, I'm getting getting to where I'm almost willing to share it with people. You know, I'm, I'm not ashamed of it, so... So what's the odds of you sharing one of those uh, beef sticks with um, with the uh, Scott and Matt? <laughs> oh, Scott and Matt, you've heard of those two guys, huh? You know, uh, um, I guess you know. Well, might as well just jump over to we we have special oh. guest on the oh, line. Yeah, we do actually. And we might as well jump over to him. Uh, hey, Scott, Matt, you guys there? Hey, hey. <laughs> what's going on, podcast? Huh? <laughs> uh. podcast. I, I hope you guys aren't nervous or, or scared or, you know, haven't uh, too intimidated by this, but uh, I just wanted to formally introduce you to our listeners, uh, Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch from, uh, I think it's PF Iowa, does that sound right? <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're from the metro area of the cities, it is. <laughs> So, no. so we were called in to uh, to clean up this episode number one hundred. They said, uh, you know, it's time to ring in the A team for the big show. So, <laughs> and all so you guys kept call. talking about is Craig's sausage. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like we said, you know, he is sitting uh, sitting on my lap, or he's on mine, or however you want to word it. <laughs> we said first thing that pops up, baby. <laughs> two guys, one microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least we have two over here. <laughs> You know, uh, one thing uh, we were thinking about when we decided to interview you guys for this 100th episode, we wanted to stick to the format as much as possible. So, you know, we're going to start it off with uh, a couple of non-fishing, non-hunting related questions. And, uh, Brian, I'm going to go ahead and give you the first one. All right. You guys ready for this one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're on the hot seat. So, do you fart in front of your wife? Oh yeah. oh yeah, multiple times. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a rare occasion when you don't. Fair enough. So uh, what's what's a good story? What's one of them that uh, you did where either you maybe have soiled or she wondered if you soiled? Oh, uh, I, I don't know if it's gotten that far, but I've I've never soiled, but I do know that there's times when uh, back when I had a dog. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I can always blame it on the lab. That's, yeah. That's that's always a nice thing about having the dog laying around. That's awesome. Um, 
All right, guys, second uh, non-related question. Gun to your head. You win a contest, and you can do anything you want. There's no monetary limit, and you can invite whoever you want to go. You can go wherever you want to go, and you can uh, be there for as long as you want, but you have five minutes to make that decision. What are you going to do? You go first or me go first, Matt? You can go. So any place I want to go with any people I want to want to be there for as long as I want? Yep, and money is not an option, but you have five minutes. Otherwise, it expires. Five minutes to figure it out where yep. I want to go. I would yep. go up to a remote lake up in Canada, and I would bring my dad and my brother, my son, uh, Matt, probably YouTube buffoons, uh, Ramrod, uh, Stu Pock, Jeremy K. I'd, I'd, I'd bring a whole bunch of the guys up there, and uh, we would just have fun on uh, on an island on a remote lake up there, a fly-in fishing trip. That's what I would do, and I think we would probably just stay up there until we got bored and maybe never come back. Yeah. Hey, as long as I'm invited, that sounds good to me. Yep, that's that's, and, and we'll bring guns. I mean, if we if we get hungry, then we'll shoot something, and yeah, we'll just we'll just do guy stuff up there. <laughs> <laughs> we will poop with the door open. We'll make say, our own beef jerky in the woods. <laughs> and sticks. And yeah, and, and sticks. Because I hear, I'll, I'll, I hear I'll a guy's got a real good sausage <laughs> I mean, stick. I mean, maybe that'll be the new rod that he comes out with. The sausage <laughs> the stick. The oiler sausage <laughs> stick. <laughs> I don't know. Mine would probably be pretty similar. I mean, what a copycat! Well, try try uh, thinking outside of the well, box. Well, no. Besides, besides, probably paying and dropping my first rap album i mean that would probably be my go-to <laughs> what, what's your rap name um i don't know big d big oh jeez. <laughs> okay moving right along okay uh dropping right, now, them hits <laughs> uh now that we're off that guys um i don't know if it's really hit you about it being a hundred episodes you know it uh I think that's a pretty awesome achievement. Um, you know, I, I've listened to a lot of fishing and hunting podcasts over the years, and not very many of them make it to 100 episodes. And And I think that's a pretty awesome run. And I'm a loyal fan. I, I look forward to Monday mornings. Here we are a day late on this one. But, you know, I look forward to that Monday morning and, and being able to listen to it. And um, I know, Scott, you've made the comment before where people have told you that, they feel like you're just sitting in the living room with uh, with them talking, you know, and you get to know the guys that we're talking about and talking to. And and uh, it, it's a pretty cool feat. And um, I, you know, Brian, I don't think you listened much to podcasts before this, did you? No, this is definitely my first one I've uh, kind of dedicated to. And, you know, for you guys to stay on the line and, and to do 100 shows and stay consistent now for – over you know a couple of years or right out a couple of years that's that's awesome man hats off to you guys bring in good material good guests it's been a blast to listen to and, and i'm looking forward for the next hundred definitely well thank well, you thank you guys yep we appreciate that truly uh, you know so looking back um obviously you guys have come a long ways i i tried to do some homework and listen to some of the earlier episodes and you guys have definitely come a long ways um, are you happy with the, the progression of it, the growth of the show? Um, did you have goals for the first hundred that you may or may not have met yet? Well, I, I mean, I'll, I'll start off here. Uh, you know, when me and Matt first started doing this, uh, you know, I think both of us thought like, holy moly, like if we could, if we could get 50 people to tune in and listen every single week, uh, you know, that, that, that would just be incredible. And, and, uh, you know, we, we kicked out our first one, and, and I think just curiosity from local people, you know, we got, you know, 250, 300 or something like that, and it was like, holy smokes, you know, the next couple were down, you know, at 100, 115, you know, whatever, and it was like, well, you know, the goal was 50, so I mean, that's, we're still doubling the goal, and, uh, you know, now we've, we've gotten multiple shows, you know, up over, you know, thousands of listens, uh, you know, and, and, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's way bigger than what I think either of us had ever dreamed of. And, you know, I mean, I, I won't lie. I, I think both me and Matt have kind of gone through ruts, you know, where, you know, it's like, oh, man, you know, we got to record another episode. And, you know, but all it takes is, uh, you know, one really fun, you know, interview or, you know, a message from a listener or whatever, and bam, you know, we're right back in it. And, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm still kind of blown away. Uh, you know, with, with how big it's actually gotten because, yeah, we we truly never expected it to get this big. No. Neither of us are good with computers, with sound equipment. It, it's YouTube and, and whatever. And Yeah, we're yeah. still learning on the fly. That's right. I, I, yeah. You know, that that's my answer, Matt. I don't know if you've got anything to follow up with that or, or... – Well, no, I think it is a very big accomplishment for us, especially, you know, a lot of these other podcasts and stuff that do get to 100 – they're doing multiple shows a week and stuff like that, so they get to up there pretty fast. But to do it over a two-year period of time, just being a weekly show, I, I think it's just a testament of us, you know, you especially, Scott, putting together a lot of great interviews. And I think when we made the transition early on when we did the videos along with the audio, that was kind of tough, and it was going to be tough to keep doing that. And when we were able to, when you got this mixing board where we could call people and interview right. people, I think it really changed the kind of the scope of the show and kind of how we just adapted to it and kind of kept rolling with it yeah and i mean there there's a lot of other podcasts out there that like you say get up to a, a hundred and whatnot but uh most of them are are you know really sponsor driven you know right. some of them it's you know it's a part-time full-time job for them uh you know we we have zero sponsors and uh you know you watch a lot of other outdoor podcasts you know here in the midwest you know come about and you know after after about 10, 12, 20 episodes, you know, they kind of fade away. And, and I'm not talking trash on those guys, but uh, I, I think like, you know, like we said, you kind of get into one of them ruts and, uh, you know, they, they've just given up. And, and I don't, yeah, I'm not taking shots at them. I, I, uh, I mean, I think both of us have probably thought about it a few times. So. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that. Well, that's awesome. Like I said, thanks, guys, for all the awesome material. We've really enjoyed it. I think all the listeners have. And so now that we're at 100, what uh, what do you have for goals for the next 100? Is there is any, anything that stand out or anything that you're looking forward to or, or stuff that you have on plan? What the, What's the next 100 look for? Well, you know, I mean, I think uh, I, I talked to Craig about this earlier today, and I talked to Matt about it, you know, before we, we did this. Uh, we're starting to get a lot more people that – are, are reaching out to us and saying that they really just enjoy the friendly banter between all of us and, uh, or, but between, you know, me and Matt and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I, I think that some people still really like the interviews, but some people enjoy the banter and, and the jokes and, and whatever between us. And so I don't know if, if we can put out a questionnaire somehow, or, you know, uh, get some feedback back from the listeners, you know, the faithful listeners, not the people that have just, you know, listened to three episodes, but, you know, the people that have, you know, listened to 20, 30, 40 episodes, you know, what do they like? You know, do they like it when me and Matt make fun of each other? Do they like it when we have an interview? You know, I guess sometimes I think it, it it's easy to uh, maybe get lost in what we want to do and not really what the listeners want to hear. And uh, so, I don't know, going forward, I, I hope that we can kind of get that dialed in. And, uh, you know, obviously there's some big names that, that we haven't had on yet that, that I want to have on. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe some upgraded equipment to kind of get our sound quality even a little bit better. Uh, I, I don't know. Matt, you got anything? Well, I just think that just, you know, like you said, our banter between each other, I think that's one of the things that makes the show pretty special at times is like we can make fun of each other but we can also like make fun of ourselves and laugh at ourselves and not take it personal same way with a bunch of the people that listen to us um and then i think that's going to help us grow as we go and i think we've both gotten a little bit more comfortable with everything and just the interview process of it all and just reaching out to people having more confidence in reaching out to people because yeah it, i mean the show has gotten bigger than what we ever expected it to be 
No, that, that's awesome. That's awesome, guys. So I, I want to back it up just a little bit, maybe for uh, some of us or even some of the listeners that really don't know. How, where did you guys get hooked up, and how did you guys meet, and what's, what's the history with you guys? Well, well, I found Matt on the side of the road, and I was like, holy yeah. smokes, look at this hobo. <laughs> <laughs> In a box that said free kittens, and he's yeah. like, all right. I was housebroken, so... <laughs> yeah, I actually brought him to the vet to put him down, and I was like, "Well, now we'll, we'll keep him." The vet said, "Are you sure you really want to do that?" <laughs> this thing's been through enough already. <laughs> no, on, on, honestly, you know, Matt. I I can remember. I, we've talked okay. about this before, but I can remember when I first started coaching football down here in Rock Rabbits at the school, and actually Scott was like a senior then. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, I was like, who is this loud mouth, long haired, I don't want to say hippie, but. I had long, oh, long, yeah, long, long hair. hair. I always wore shirts and flip flops. Probably had, I mean, yep, and probably had like a puka necklace on or whatever oh, yeah. those things were, a puka shell necklace. And I was like, who in the hell is this loud mouth? You know, but I was like, man, he comes to all the football games and he's, he's, you know, he cheers on the crowd and all that stuff. But man, that dude likes to party. You're damn and, right. <laughs> kind of like, like Bobby Boucher. Yeah. I was way wilder than oh, yeah. Bobby. So he was the guy that sat up in the stand. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so then fast forward, I can remember the first time we ever hung out is we went down to the Iowa Deer Classic the one time. Mark Radke was just like, hey, asked if I wanted to go down there with him and he's like we're gonna go down there with uh eric and scott sturman and i thought oh man really the sturman brothers so went down there that day and we just kind of started hanging out since so that's kind of how we got our start yeah and i you know i think i was trying to get a little bit more into fishing and and you were you were into fishing and uh yeah i don't know it just i i don't really know when we i, I suppose down at the rock river right. we just kind of ran into each other a little bit more and, and yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't get rid of him, and here I am in this pickle. <laughs> still can't get rid of me. Yeah. He's still trying to figure out how to, but just yeah. can't. So, uh, um, you know, back in the first episode, you guys, you know, did a lot of uh, talking about who you guys were, and um, you both talked about bucket list fishing trips, and both of you mentioned going to the Black Hills. Fast forward two years later, you've been there several times now. Um, having experienced it, was it what you expected? Was it what you, uh, you thought it would be? Was it a disappointment? Or, or what was your thought on the Black Hills? You know, being just a, you know, like Brian and I grew up with it in our backyard, so I know we take a lot of that for granted. Um, but uh, for you guys coming out and experiencing it, uh, what was that like? Well, for me, actually, like, for the longest time, I really wasn't like a fan of the Black Hills, so to say. No, like like people. Would go All right, up... interviews over, boy. <laughs> no, just the. I wasn't a fan of the people. I should have said that. No, not the not the Black Hills themselves. Nothing against the Black Hills, but no, I was like people around here would be going out there on vacation, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, you know, the Black Hills. I never really thought of it as a like this great destination place, and then. You know, Scott started talking about it more, and it's like, okay, let's let's go out there. But I think when we first went out there ice fishing, that first trip we went out there, I really kind of got like that true beauty of what it really was all about, and it all what it all had to offer. And uh, I, I got to say, like it, every time I go out there, it's just like it's it's harder and harder to leave because it is such a great area of the country and such a beautiful place. So. I, I would, I would, I mean, it's, it's easily my favorite place, uh, to fish. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Northeast South Dakota is awesome and whatnot, but you know, I'm, I'm one of these people that I could go the rest of my life fishing and let every single fish go and it, and it wouldn't be an issue. So, I mean, whether it's walleye, whether it's perch, whatever, um, you know, it, it really doesn't bother me. I just want to catch fish and, uh, you know, the black Hills, just the smell, you know, the scenery has always been so super special to me but the thing about the black hills that, that i just i i feel like if you mark a fish in the black hills I, ice fishing wise uh if you mark a fish in the black hills you catch a fish in the black hills like i i don't know i i feel like i mean it's a it, it's got to be like 75 80 percent you know of the time they bite and and you know maybe that's not that way like with the lake trout and whatnot but 
Uh, I mean, rainbow trout, I don't think they ever give you the cold shoulder. And, uh, I mean, when you, when you do more fishing on West Okaboji and, uh, in that crystal clear water and those bluegills there, you know, I mean, I mean, it's, it's frustrating. It is. <laughs> I mean, it's very frustrating to sit there and watch them and know you're doing everything right. And, and they, fl- they, they swim away. I, I don't know. I mean, does that make any sense to you, Black Hills boys? Uh, you know, the, the fact that most of the fish out there, when they come in, they eat. Well, I basically, I just took that as we're not very good fishermen and we don't have to be to be able to catch fish because the odds are with us. Is, is that, am I picking up what you're laying down there? Yeah, I would say basically, yeah, that's, that's what you yeah, got. He I, kind I, of flipped you the fin. <laughs> <laughs> no, along those lines, um, I do know what you're talking about though. I, you know, Brian and I, we, we went to, uh, uh, the Gens Invitational a lot of years ago and we went to this lake and we thought we we know how to catch perch, we know how to catch crappies, and we know how to catch bluegills. So we're going to go on this lake, and we're going to show all these old-time ice teamers how this is done. And we got our asses handed to us for the first six hours we were on the lake because the fish do bite differently. And, and what works on Sheridan Lake does not work in upper minnesota you know it was it was one of those more humbling experiences for me because like like you say you know 75 percent of the time you when you mark a fish you can get it to bite in the black hills and and, i mean you know that might be a little extreme but that definitely is a, a difference and i don't know what that would be if it's just you know we don't have a lot of that freshwater shrimp forage base so maybe the fish are hungrier than in other lakes but um I don't know. I mean, that's definitely how I view it, Brian. I, 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 I can agree with that, especially, you know, the lake trout, like you'd mentioned, Scott, you know, it is a different, different bite and is, you know, it's tougher, but I would say with the rainbow trout and, and honestly with, with our panfish in the Black Hills, it, it's pretty consistent and we do have very, very successful days. And, and part of the reason is that you're correct by saying that they're, they're active and, and, and they bite and, and makes for great days on the ice. Definitely. Well, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of my days like out on Deerfield and granted, a lot of the fish are, are small rock bass. They're small perch. You know, they're they're you know, rainbow trout, uh, brook trout, whatever. But I mean, golly, I mean, it, there is a lot of fish there, and and I don't feel like there's any real science to you know where you need to be. You know, if 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 you find a spot, you know, along the along the shore, you know, that kind of looks fishy, you know, on a on a contour map chances are there's going to be something there, you know, and, and like I said, you know, maybe it's just going to be small perch, maybe it's going to be rock bass, whatever, but, uh, they're going to bite. And, you know, I remember out on Pactola, uh, you know, when we were kind of going after lake trout there, you know, we started marking and they're bluegills and holy, I mean, I bet you in an hour's time, I bet you we could have caught 60 bluegills, you know, one a minute easy. And, and, uh, you know, that's just, I don't know the stuff that we're used to just isn't, isn't that, isn't that, uh, I don't want to say easy because it's not easy, but you know, I, I get like, if you would, if we would spend time lake trout fishing, I mean, we have, right. I've only ever caught one and, and we've spent substantial amounts, you know, trying. substantial amount of time trying. So, you know, it, it's not everything, but, uh, uh, I would say, you know, the, the trout, the, the, the rainbow trout, the brook trout, and uh, and the panfish are a little bit easier than the stuff back here. And I think that you guys definitely have a little bit of an untapped fishing paradise out there to yourselves right. that I don't think when people think of the Black Hills, I don't know if they really necessarily think of ice fishing a whole lot. And it really is a, a great place to go and definitely should be on everybody's bucket list to get out there and actually experience how cool it really is out there. Yep. So have you guys ever caught a, a bass up in the hills? No. I haven't caught one up there. No, nope, I've seen one. Uh, I don't know if it was Legion Lake or Center Lake. It was up in Custer State Park, and and uh, it was. It kind of looks like Sylvan Lake, but it's not Sylvan Lake. And and uh, we walked out on a little dock there, and I looked down, and sure enough, there was a bass just bass making fun of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they do got some quality fish. <laughs> so next time you're out. Uh, we need to go up on stockade and get get you bass boys on some bass then because it's it's a pretty good uh 
pretty good bass, bass bite up there. So that would be something I would definitely, uh, I would put on you guys' list, definitely. And that's oh, through yeah. the ice we're talking about, too. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll catch them all year round. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're easy to catch any time of year, so. <laughs> that's kind of what I, well, especially in the Black Hills, <laughs> yeah. according to Scott. So, I mean. Things will bite on anything. <laughs> We don't even have to put a hook on. They'll just buy in the line. Craig and Brian got famous out there in the Black Hills. If they were living anywhere else, they'd be below average fishermen. They're, 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 that's their podcast. Welcome to the Below Average Fisherman podcast. Oh, wow. Cow. I... Well, along those, along those lines, guys, what about uh, any bucket uh, bucket list uh, ice or open water trips? Have, have those... Uh, has those lists changed over the years? And, and compared to last year to this year, what would you say on ice or open water uh, would be something that would be a go-to or a bucket list that you guys want to hit this year? I still really want to go to Devil's Lake. Devil's, yeah. In the winter time. Yeah, I would say, you know, with this year, with us not allowed in Canada, I, I really want to get up to Lake Winnipeg, uh, you know, try to try to catch one of those big green backs. But obviously uh, the border – the northern border's closed, uh, so that wouldn't be it. I, I would love at some point to try to go up there to that Wacusco Falls. Uh, I think that'd be pretty incredible. But otherwise, uh, I, 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 Devil's Lake would definitely be one. Otherwise, um, I, I think Fort Peck would really. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I, I think I'd say that probably be uh, Fort Peck for in the United States is probably my number one right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's and Fort Peck is a go-to definitely. It's Craig and I was on our list and we hit it last year and it's man, I tell you that's a that's a special body of water. It's it's awesome and it's interesting how you know Craig and I were talking, you know, last year at this time if you would have asked us that question, you know, whether it be open water or ice, uh, we'd probably had different uh, different answers than we would this year. And, and uh, Fort Peck was probably on that list. Uh, last year, maybe lower on the list, just mostly because, you know, not having a lot of knowledge on it. And then last year with uh, having phenomenal perch bite up in North Dakota. So it's it's interesting how those those bucket lists can change from year to year, depending on how your year goes. And, and maybe you hit one of those spots or maybe you add to the spots, too. So it's pretty neat how, how a guy every year kind of comes up with new ideas and, and new thoughts and new areas that he wants to hit. Oh yeah. Do you guys ever find yourselves like not like a destination sort of on a bucket list, but it's like I want to go somewhere where I can catch a 15-inch perch, or you know, I want to chase like a a big fish bite. It doesn't matter where it is. I just want to go after that fish. Well, that uh, that's exactly how we ended up in North Dakota on the ice last year. You know, Brian had been chasing a 14-incher for uh, several years. You know, that was kind of on his hit list and. And, you know, through a, a mutual friend of ours, we got a tip on a lake up there. And when I showed Brian uh, pictures of the fish they were catching, it, it wasn't a, a question of if we were going. It's like, how soon are we going? And we got up there and and what was it? The first day we were there, you got your 14-incher then. Mm -hmm. And and it's funny because he got a 14-incher that weighed more than a 15-incher I caught the next day. That's it crazy. was just the freakishly fattest perch I've ever seen in my life, and yeah, it was it was an awesome fish. But it was just cool to, you know, like Brian and I know you guys talked about it on your uh, your episode with him, but he just had such a banner year. But that perch was just icing on the cake, really, because it was not only did he crack the fourteen, it was just a, a monster to boot, you know. Yeah. When you got you don't don't say what lake you were on, but I mean that's not you weren't on like the big well-known lakes up there, right? No, we were actually just fishing a, a no-named slough. You know, it was just one of them sloughs in the middle of nowhere that uh, our friends that were up there fishing were told to go to a body of water. And they was drawn on a map, so they thought they went to it. They actually went to the wrong lake, but they stumbled across a, a oh, perch. They, they, went, they, not, they, they went, went to the, the right, right lake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... And so it was a uh, pretty cool how it all worked out, and um, yeah, you know, thankfully he uh, harassed us enough to get up there and, and experience it with him. And no doubt, but, you know, I, I was thinking back to to that earlier question about uh, making a, a somewhere you will have to choose in five minutes for a trip like that, and I think Fort Peck's the lake to do it. You know, for me, just because if 
money's not an option. Time frame's not an option. I, I think you, you run up there and, I mean, you can truly fish for anything you want. And not only are you going to be able to target specific species, you're going to be targeting trophies of those species. And that's a, a pretty cool um, cool thing to be able to do, you know, in in one body of water. Yeah, yeah that that's very true. You know, like uh, I'm thinking about that Canada trip or whatever. You know, yeah, you can catch a whole bunch of, you know, 17 18 19 inch walleye you know a couple trophy pike and whatnot but yeah you get out there to fort peck and and every single time you set the hook you you could have a record you know that they just had a, a tournament up there like a month ago and i think it was 47 walleyes over 10 pounds were weighed in wow yeah that, that works is, that's pretty big and i think the biggest was 14 and a half pounds or something like that i mean just insane the, the quality of walleye in there you know i and i don't know it's it, ever since i've been there i know it, i can't stop thinking about when i'm going back so when you're going back i don't know i haven't thought about it enough yet <laughs> you need to start thinking about it a little bit more you know and the cool thing about a new body of water like that especially with the, the quality of fish is you learn new techniques you know like craig had hit earlier about going up to the gate uh, again's invitational years ago and, and figuring out new techniques new body of water and that's kind of where up in Fort Peck this year, we figured out the shiver minnow and, and how to fish it and, and really what it meant and what it does. And it's cool to be able to go to a new place like that, be successful, and you can bring those tactics home and be successful at home. So it's just not only the fish, but what you learn is, is phenomenal. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, hold, hold on a second. You know, I, I realize you guys are doing this interview because this is your podcast, but I need to ask you a question. When, you, when you're in, at a place out there like Fort Peck and, you know, you said to learn how to use them shiver minnows, how long will you give it? Like if, if you're, say, say you're going up someplace in Northeast South Dakota and they're telling you, hey, they're biting on this. How long will you give it before you go back to your old faithful? Well, the thing of it is, is I want to make sure I'm giving an honest shot. So just because you're starting out the new technique or new lure, uh, right out of the gate doesn't mean you're working it proper. So you have to be feel confident that what you're doing, which takes time, that what you're doing is the proper way to fish that bait. So I would say once I put the time in and I feel like that I'm fishing that bait like it's supposed to be fished, after that point, then, then I'm going to give it another hour or two. But understand, it may take me half a day to figure out you know, how to work that bait. And I can't give up on that bait because I'm using it incorrect. So on a three-day trip, you'd go a half day? I, I would definitely spend a half day, no doubt about it. Really? You know, Craigie? Yeah, well, for uh, that same trip, we it was uh, the end of the second day on the water, or we got off the water and we stopped at the, the boat ramp, and I greased the uh, uh, bait shop owner's son 20 bucks for some information, and he said shiver minnows. He kind of pointed at the type of structure we needed to be looking for. And I was like, I'll be honest, I don't know how to fish the shiver minnow. What do I got to do? And he goes, just cast it out there and skip it on the bottom. And, you know, I'm used to all our lakes out here are full of weeds. So you're not just bouncing stuff on the bottom or you're going to get weeded up. And, and so that was foreign to me. And, um, you know, I think we all spent, 50 bucks on shiver minnows and went out there and, and started trying them. And I probably would have gave up sooner, but Brian caught two fish right away. And he'd had a, a really big fish on that got off under the boat. And that was all I needed to see. Once I saw it work for me, then it's like, I can grind this out all day because I know it works. Now I just got to make it work for me. And, and that's what we did. And, and I was able to pick up a few to them, but uh, I, I don't have the patience like Brian does as far as just, uh, uh, giving it the, an honest Boy Scout effort, you know, I, I I tend to give up and go back to the old reliables pretty quick. That's what All I right. do. <laughs> <laughs> like like we're talking four minutes. <laughs> um, I'm kind of changing the subjects here, but uh, I just going down my list of questions. Uh, Matt, early on, you talked about getting into the tourney fishing and being a co angler. Because I think when you started, you hadn't done that yet. Um, since then, you have done that. What I, I, I know it was a good experience, but what was your takeaway from that? I mean, what was the, the like, was there an aha moment for you when you were on a boat with one of the guys? Or 
what was your big takeaway from that experience? Oh, well, I think that to trust, like trust in yourself and your skills. Don't like get caught up on what the guy in the front of the boat is doing so much or like where you're fishing at. If you're confident with a bait, you know, throw that thing wherever you're at. Uh, we ended up, I mean, I ended up catching a lot of my fish on the second day on a drop shot and I hadn't even had it tied up. I left it. I actually left my rod that I had a drop shot tied up on back at the hotel and we got out there and kind of started fishing and I was just like, man, I wish I really would have had that tied up. So I quick tied one on and I mean, started catching fish then. Um, I guess, and another big takeaway is just, just go do it. I was always really hesitant on doing it, you know, like would I be able to do well with it? Uh, second guessing yourself a lot. And it's just like, you know what, if you want to try it, just go for it. So do you foresee doing more of that in the future or where do you plan on taking it? Like getting into the, to be in the boat angler yourself or, or where do, where does this go in the future for you? It would be fun. To, I, I'll definitely do it again if they come up into this area or if they're, it'd be maybe fun to kind of make it a destination thing. If they're fishing somewhere pretty cool, that would be a fun lake to get onto. If a guy could get into it, it'd be, it'd, it'd be definitely something I'd look into. Uh, as far as the boater part of it goes, that would have to be a long ways down the road because just the financial part of it and just the time it takes to do it would probably be the, the biggest issue there. And I'd have to definitely upgrade boats and get something. I mean, I don't have to have like one of them sixty, seventy thousand dollars ones, but just something where like, if you have to fish in a bigger body of water and I've got to get better at a lot of different aspects of it besides just the fishing. So It'd be, but definitely, I'll definitely do the co-angler thing again. Scott, I know you got to do some of that tourney fishing too. Um, are you doing more of that? What's your takeaway from that experience? You know, I just, I, uh, I did the co-angler deal just in the Iowa Great Lakes Bass Club over here in Matt's boat, and uh, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I. I I personally like being the co-angler and not being the boater, not making those decisions and, and, uh, you know, being able to, you know, there was a lot of times when, you know, me and Matt were running down a bank or, you know, doing something and I would just kind of do something completely off the wall, cast in a spot, you know, cast away from shore, you know, do something, uh, just, you know, a little bit different. And there was times when, you know, all of a sudden I would get one and then I would get a second one. And, you know, then all of a sudden it'd be like, hey, Matt, you know, I, I think we're on to something over here. Uh, if they would come around here again, um, and they will, you know, in the next year or two, you know, there'll be another one in, in lacrosse or, you know, out maybe on the Missouri River or, or someplace, uh, you know, they'll, they'll do something somewhere around here uh, with the Bassmaster Opens. Um you know, I, I think me and Matt would both, you know, probably go and do it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I can't whiz a bait caster like I should be able to, but, uh, I guess I don't have a problem doing the whole damn thing with a spinning rod neither. Just, just because that's what it is. I, I feel comfortable that way. So I, I wouldn't expect if I could weigh one fish across the Bassmaster stage, well, you know, then I'd, I'd probably drive back home on cloud nine i guess that's all i i'm not i'm not thinking i'm gonna win it but i just want to weigh a fish i think one of our big goals this year was to fish more team tournaments with each other where instead of like not necessarily competing against each other in the boat but you're fishing against each other like he's trying to catch fish for himself and i'm trying to catch fish for mine and it'd be fun there wasn't as many around here as we wanted there to be and our schedules didn't work out for it but we're definitely going to do some team tournaments in the future where both of our fish you know we're we're fishing together as yeah, a team. Yeah, both of them go into the five fish. Oh, that's cool. That sounds awesome, guys. So, all these guests you've had over the last uh, couple of years, what what's a dream guest? What's uh, somebody that the one guy you could pick out or gal you could pick out that you would call a a, a dream guest that has not been on the show yet? You want to go first, or you want me to? I think, well, I think Jason Mitchell would be a, one that we're both would really like to get on an interview, or I, I think it'd be fun to talk to Al Linder as well. Yeah, I, I would probably say Jason Mitchell. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I would say he's, he's our guy. I, I would like to go with Gens again. Um, 
I, I would like to have another one with him, you know, and not not talk about, you know, his start and whatnot, you know, and I would really like to dig in more with Gens on, on uh, you know, some of his opinions on, you know, presenting baits and, you know, doing different stuff like that. And uh, I really think that I would like to do uh, uh, Kathy and Missy sometime, you, you know, Dave's daughters, and, you know, really kind of, you know, I, I don't know exactly how old they were when, you know, when that whole entire deal started. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just curious, you know, if they thought their dad was freaking nuts. And, you know, I mean, you know, how, how many times, you know, uh, you know, maybe walking through a shields, you know, do they get some loudmouth guy that, you know, thinks he knows a lot about fishing? And, you know, then maybe they can say, well, actually, our dad actually knows a little something about fishing, too. His name's Dave Gens, you know. I don't know. I think that'd be a pretty cool one. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Though, probably, probably those ones for me. So, if you had Jason Mitchell on your show, since he's never been, what what would be if you had if you can only ask him one question, what would that question be? What was it like releasing that walleye that he caught this spring up on Takakawea? <laughs> yeah, that that's that a was good a big question. one. That uh, that was an amazing fish, that's for sure. Yeah, I I would like to ask him. Uh, who the single biggest uh, teacher, you know, whatever in in his fishing, you know, who who plays the biggest part in, uh, you know, where he got, you know, if, if he could go fishing with one person, who it would be, uh, that that type of question. You know, I'm always kind of interested, you know, to 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 see who people, you know, want to give a pat on the back to, you know, for paving the way, or you know, if if. Uh, if their dad, you know, or, or, you know, their brother or whatever, uh, that, that's the stuff that really interests me. You know, uh, I find myself not really caring as much about the fishing sometime and wanting to know more about the guy and, and, you know, his, his real life, you know, the, I'd, I'd like to ask more questions that maybe don't really get asked, you know, the, I don't know, 21, I, I think we, I, I would have more fun if we did 21 random questions and, you know, figuring out if Jason Mitchell likes waffles or pancakes yeah. or, you know, I mean, yeah. is he, is he, and, and yeah, I can, he doesn't I, turn down either. Well, and that's why we like him. But, uh, you know, I mean, we could do 21 questions just on food preferences. Like, you know, how, how do you, how do you cook your steak? Cause I know he's a medium rare guy. I mean, I can just tell that from here. It's like, I mean, if he said, well done, I would. I'd, I'd hit the stop button. <laughs> so now that we're talking about food. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, word on the street is Scott likes a slice of pizza. Is that, is that true? <laughs> yeah, there's not much I don't like, uh, BCAP. <laughs> He's had, kind of a garbage disposal yeah, over here. I had mashed potatoes <laughs> and roast beef, uh, you know, an hour before this. Uh, I love, 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 love Canadian bacon tombstone pizza. Um I yeah. like I you know what you know what's really growing on me too the the Surefine brand I think that's or, or best fam, family's best or whatever the cheap brand down at the Sunshine Grocery Store here in town the combo pizza rolls holy buckets. you can get them in a ninety pack <laughs> <laughs> me and me and Grady could house a ninety pack don't no even, problem don't even say me and Grady we no know it's just I, you I can't do them. ninety I can't do ninety yeah, I could right. I could do seventy five I bet. <laughs> I bet I could. <laughs> well, where, where I was going with that is I was just going to let you know that up in Hill City, uh, right where we're at on HOH, they opened up a killer new pizza spot. So Ooh. I was just giving you something. I was getting you something to look for. What's it called? I don't know. I just know it's got good pizza. You had it? Yes, I have. All right. All right. I'm I'm in. I'm in. You had me at pizza. You had me at Hill City. I freaking love that place. If you've never like sat down and eaten with Scott before, you don't. It's like, it's it's like watching a a masterpiece when he eats because it doesn't last long. If you're planning on having a conversation when you're eating with Scott, it's not going to happen because you're going to still have three quarters of your meal left, and he's going to be done with his. You know, last year when we were out there in the Black Hills, Craigie, you remember on that on that guy's trip up at your uncle's cabin. We got a bunch of burgers from the Hill City Cafe. I ate two burgers, and I'm pretty sure your son T-Bone had two burgers, too. That old boy can put it away. Trevor can out-eat me. It's (laughs) almost embarrassing, but if we go, uh, you know, sometimes I'll stop at Taco Bell, and you can buy that 12-pack of tacos. 
he'll he'll eat eight to my four. <laughs> That's a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I am not there. I used to be able to, but I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, Brian, I got a Brian had some weird random question. I think it's kind of lame, but he's he wanted to ask who your favorite guest was. But I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. It's either me or Brian, right? Well, oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, right I mean, there, one, two. I we we talk about that all the time. It's hard to it's hard to say who's one and who. I mean, it's kind of like a tie for one. Tie, yeah, tie for two. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else tied for one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine, mine would mine would probably be my grandpa. Oh yeah. When we interviewed my grandpa, that was that was a blast, and uh, that that definitely be my favorite guest that we've had. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, I, I, I will say, Craig, uh, you know, when we have you on, I, I still get nervous for every single episode, but I don't get nervous when we have you on anymore because I feel like, you know, if there's something with the phone, you know, that screws up or whatever, it's like, well, you know, we'll just call him back. You'll understand whatever. Uh, but golly, I'm trying to think of who my, I mean, I don't know. There was still something that kind of like little fanboy in me, you know, when, when we actually called Dave Gens and, and, yeah. you know, I mean the fact that, I mean, we actually hit send and called Dave Gens and, and Brian Brosdale too, you know, I mean, you know, those are people that have their names on the side of ice shacks, you know, I mean, just, uh, I don't know. It, it, it was, it was pretty surreal, you know, I don't want to say like, man, we made it, but, uh, you know, when when we've got a show that, uh, you know, we, I don't know, it's pretty hodgepodge together, and and you know, we're actually calling people like that. You know, that 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 was really pretty special. No, that is that's good stuff there, guys. Definitely. So now that you guys got a hundred shows in, uh, have you guys been recognized in the public? Uh, celebrity status? Where, where's that stand? I mean, are are you gonna uh, start turning your heads against uh, little guys like Craig and I, or? Where, where do we sit on this? Well, we, we have been for a long time. Yeah. Who is this? Over? Yeah. Oh, this is Craig and Brian. Oh, oh, what? oh. Yeah, yeah. you guys are kind of like down in the buddy signer uh, status. <laughs> Holy cow, no, that's low. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Guys, Shots have, fired. Have you guys been recognized? I mean, do, do, do people tie in the podcast to you guys now? Well, I think one of the crazier things that we get asked a lot of the times is if we still have our regular day jobs. <laughs> we, we do. We get asked, do you guys still like, do you still like work full-time and stuff? It's like, well, like, yeah yeah <laughs> but we've we've had some people out at like the recent ice shows that would come up and be like oh hey you know introduce themselves and we listen that they listen to the podcast a lot so yeah that that's probably the coolest thing i remember last year at the ice institute it, w- it was kind of the first time it had ever happened but a guy walked up to dan hoke and uh shook his hand and you know said yeah i i had listened to you on the midwest angler podcast and dan turned around and he looked at me and matt and said well that's these guys and, uh, you know, that, that, that was probably one of the coolest moments I've ever had, uh, you know, where it was like, holy moly, like, here's a guy that I do not know, and he actually listened to us. And uh, I don't know, that, that, that was pretty cool. But, no, as far as actually literally being recognized, uh, you know, not, not on a Facebook post, not on a, not on a Hollywood walk, uh, or star walk, uh, but, I mean, that's coming. But uh, not, I don't. I, I not think, the Lyon County reporter. I don't think a lot of people realize what we actually look like with all the photoshopping of photos that we actually do. I'm way tougher in real life. <laughs> uh, another random question I got here. Um, you know, I, I think maybe you've talked about it in the past. I'm not sure, but pet peeve in the fishing industry. Um, I know you guys try to be as positive and uplifting as you can be, but we all got our pet peeves and stuff that drives us nuts. Uh, I'll even start it off. Fish selfies is by far my biggest pet peeve. What? You know, oh, God, I cannot stand when people hang fish by their gills and they got to take a selfie with it. They look stupid and the fish looks stupid. And it's just a, it's just a huge, huge pet peeve of mine. Uh, what? How about you guys? You got one? Well, I think Scott and I have talked about this before. I think it is anytime like you're on social media and like uh, some female gets on there and posts a picture and all these thirsty guys get on there and just start making all these stupid, inappropriate comments that make us all look real dumb. 
that 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 is yeah i i hate that one of the other things i would say is i i don't know if it was last year if it was two years ago uh people that are fishing too close to you out on the ice i uh i mean you know when you think about east and west like okaboji these are big bodies of water and and i get like if you're in a community hole uh whatever but there's a there's a guy who builds custom rods uh uh, here in the tri-state area and and uh i mean he's a known dude and uh we were out in front of the ritz last two years two ago years ago and and there was a group of us you know eight guys or something like that uh and and my kids and and pretty soon here comes this snowmobile and i mean we're spread out you know 20 yards in between us it was me matt ramrod uh art grimes austin van vorst whatever i yeah i don't have to name everybody but uh you know whatever and, and we you know we, we've all got you know five yards in between us and here comes a snowmobile just comes right in between us and uh ends up parking like in between our group and gets out and starts fishing all of our holes and then the dude has the audacity to get on the phone and start yakking about how we're fishing his holes and i'm like what the and i mean i have a tendency to kind of fly off the handle from time to time and i didn't but uh, that, that'd be my biggest pet peeve. Uh, you know, if he'd come up and say, hey, guys, I was fishing here yesterday. I know that there's fish in the area. You know, you, you care if I kind of whole hop around with y'all? Oh, hell yeah. You know, yeah, what's right. up, man? And I probably would have bought 12 rods from him right then and there. But uh, no, he, he chose to be a D-bag about it. And uh, that, that's, that's my pet peeve. That's that. So, so needless to say, you don't own any, any of those rods then? No, no. <laughs> and one of these days... God, like it's so I would just love to like one day be able to just start calling people out on Facebook. Don't you guys ever have that? Like you just want to just yeah. Like just one day say what you truly where, feel. where you can just say, you know what? Like this, well, is, say, this is what I think about uh, that. That's what I think about that. That's what I think about that. That's a load of crap. I don't care about whatever As long as you say with all due respect. First. Yeah, exactly. Then you can <laughs> with all due respect. You're a deep so, bag. So, so here's what I do when I come across that situation. Okay. I type it all out, and then I take a screenshot of it, and then I delete it, and then I send it to Dan Hogue. And I say, this is what I think of that, and then that's all the further it goes. But at least I somewhat spoke my mind. Right. Yep. Somebody knows. So here's, here's a deal. Like, this happened to me, like, way back, like, six, seven, probably even longer than that. Heck, it's been, like, ten years there there was something on facebook and i wrote out like an a rebuttal like a long one and i showed it to my buddy caleb montag and he read it and he's like yeah scott that's pretty good uh you know that's pretty good comeback but he said and and i said well should i do it and he's like well if you've got to ask me if you should do it then you probably shouldn't and so i can't even tell you about how many times i've done that exact same thing craig where i type out a whole big deal and it's like oh yeah here we go <laughs> And it's like, nope, you know what? Not going to do it. Not going to do it. And, you know, I don't post anything about, you know, much with religion. I, I try not to post a ton with politics, uh, you know, whatever. And, and because, I mean, that's the coolest part about living in the United States is that we can all disagree and, and we can still be friends as long as you're not a moron about it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, God dang it, I would just really, really like to take some shots. <laughs> so that's that. Um, well, boys, I, uh, I can't believe it. We've already burned up an hour doing this. Um, I was hoping to give you an opportunity. Uh, you know, I might just hand the reins over to you guys. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to interview you. I know, uh, Brian and I have been looking forward to doing this. Um, I, I, I've said it before, but I, I really, really enjoy the show. I love the banter. I love, uh, being able to, Put in the earbuds and listen to it while I'm working, and um, you know, uh, you consistently been about an hour, and it, it can make uh, one hour go by really fast during uh, Monday morning. So I appreciate it, um, Brian. I don't know if you have anything to throw on there. Yeah, same thing. Just appreciate you guys. Everything you do, the, everything you put together is awesome, and I just want to congratulate you guys on your hundredth. And, and uh, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next hundred. Good job, guys. Well, we appreciate that, guys. We, we truly do because, uh, you know, it, it's guys like you that have taken us under under you guys' wings. I mean, 
we were just two stupid dudes from from Rock Rapids, Iowa. You know that yeah. that talked about fishing. I, we still are. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, Craig. I mean, and not not, not that you're any less important, BCAV, But I mean, Craig, you have gone to bat for us a lot of times. You know, in in helping us set up an interview, or you know, oh, you know, I can, you know, I know them and whatever. And and uh, I, I mean, I I truly. There's no way. There, there's absolutely no way we would have gotten where we are, uh, interviewed who we have interviewed, if it wasn't for you. And uh, you know, I, I truly do thank you. And and I thank I thank you, Bcav. I thank all the guys who we have had on, all the guys and gals that we have had on, because uh, you know, I mean, w- when this all started, I mean, you know, the thought of of potentially sending out a message to somebody and saying. You know, hey, you want to be on our podcast? It was freaking crazy. I mean, you yeah. know, it, it just we weren't going to do it. And and now I, you know, I feel like I can message a lot of people, and they're like, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard of that. You know, yeah, uh, we've I'll even think had about people message us and ask right. about getting on. Yeah, so no, we truly appreciate it, guys. Well, uh, I guess with that, uh, we'll call this an end to episode one hundred. So congratulations, guys, and. Um, I guess we'll be back to regular programming next week with uh, Scott and Matt as your host. Well, 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 we're not letting – I mean, we didn't fire you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I quit. <laughs> well, good. Jack wagon. Good. Yeah, I'm glad you quit. Then we don't have to give you your severance pay. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Don't go Don't go looking for unemployment. So if I, if I put in my two weeks, do I get the severance pay? This possibility. Well, it's yeah. a real possibility. We got a Vexlar right. sticker we can send you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Matt, do you got any anything else you want to say? I just want to thank everybody that tunes in, listens, um, all the positive comments, all the negative and good feedback that we've gotten. Uh, it helps us become better at this. Uh, it's always fun running into everybody out there and when they message us on Facebook or they comment on our stuff. I want to really thank the people that we Photoshop their pictures a lot of the times, that they're willing to let us do that and have fun with it. Uh, they don't take it to heart and uh get upset at those things and that's what kind of makes it fun we like to joke around a lot and uh i gotta say that's you know yeah so that's kind of what i'm thankful for with this week being thanksgiving and everything like that so yep no uh no i i i definitely want to say thank you to uh to everybody who's ever even just listened to 15 seconds of it uh you know, me and Matt have always just kind of wanted our little spot in the fishing industry, and, and it turns out that this podcast has, has kind of, you know, given us, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of a spot here, and uh, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, I appreciate everybody who, you know, likes our Facebook page, you know, likes our Facebook posts, you know, laughs at some of our stuff, and uh, no, I, I, I don't know, it's, it's pretty crazy, pretty freaking crazy. So, uh, hey. Did you guys think that you were going to get off without a good news story? Oh, my God. See, that's why I needed to quit, because I suck at this. Do we have a good news story, boys? Or do I have to give a good news story? You got to give guys. one. B-Cav's got to give one. I got to give one. And, and Matt's going to give one. You can make well, it 10 I'll seconds. It's an easy one. My good news story is my favorite podcast to say at 100 episodes. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. There you go. Wow, those guys must be good. <laughs> So I don't know if this is a good news story or not, but have you guys noticed that uh, post is put on on Facebook where that guy down in Florida saves his dog from? Oh Michigan? my yeah. gosh! Isn't that insane? Never drops a cigar. Never <laughs> drops a cigar. So I don't know if that's like my good news story, but I guess that's my share for it, man. That that's impressive. The dog's underwater. He goes in, gets it, pries the mouth open on this alligator, probably only a five foot or four foot or whatever it is. And freeze this dog. I mean, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty cool. That's I think awesome. I think all of us as dog owners would do the same thing. Oh, for sure. I, I, it, that little know. gator, he'd be freaking, he'd be frying in no time. Uh, then, I'd, I'd cook I, his tail up. You'd have an actual pair of real Crocs. I, I, I do got a pair. <laughs> I do got a real pair there of gator go. boots. I there got a real go. pair of gator you boots. You get some alligator Crocs, maybe I'll try them suckers on. You couldn't handle them, pal. <laughs> you couldn't handle them. If you can't handle them when they're the foam, you can't handle them when their gator let me tell you <laughs> you got one mine i'd have to just say you know good news story congratulations to I, last week was our football team was playing for a state championship they ended up runner-up 
a heck of a season for those guys, those seniors. Uh, Got to thank them a lot for all the work they put into our program throughout the years. They started off their seventh grade year. They won two games. As eighth graders, they won one, and as their fre- and freshmen, they didn't win a game, and then they ended up their season eleven and one. So that's pretty cool for them. Very cool. My uh, my good news story would be that my uh, baby boy, Slately Roy Sturman. Uh, I don't know if he's three, four, or five months, three or four months. He's something. He was born <laughs> August fourth. I mean, you, if you want to know, do the math. But uh, he uh, he recently got big enough that he could slip into this Midwest Angler podcast onesie You're that my right. buddy Matt over here got him. And uh, so I was pretty jacked up about that on Sunday morning. Uh, I woke up and Kayla had that bad boy sitting out. And so I changed him into that, took a picture, put it on the Midwest Angler podcast uh, Facebook page. So uh, that's my good news story. Yeah, he's and, growing uh, like a weed. Dang right he is. He beat your butt oh no yeah time. i'm not arm wrestling them anytime <laughs> yeah, soon. i wouldn't sturman's never lost never <laughs> lost <laughs> hey also big week hawkeye nebraska the cox boys out down there growing their mustaches little peach fuzz under their noses <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep no and and next week i didn't think about this next week i'm going out there mule deer hunting oh that's awesome the cox yep, ranch out there so uh I, I don't know, you know, if I can if I can get tough enough between then and now, uh, I I might I might go out there with a mustache. I was gonna say maybe that's our bet with them. A mustache and a stormy Cromer hat. If if, if the Hawkeyes win, they gotta have the mustache. They gotta grow the mustache. If if the Huskers win, we'll rock the mustache. By hooked on hard water, they should have a little <laughs> something going. I don't know, Zach. I don't know if he could grow one. Oh, poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, that is that. Uh, Craig Brian. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys. We'll yeah, see you no problem, soon. boys. Congrats. All right, good job. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, you, you bet. Too. See ya.